William Wordsworth wrote a poem called Tintern Abbey after the English poet visited the Wye Valley with his sister Dorothy. This poem came to embody the romantic ideal. Wordsworth's descriptions of the natural beauty of the valley imply a powerful connection between humankind and the natural world, and he argues that the human mind is an active participant rather than a passive vessel in the process of human perception. On his way to Tintern Abbey, Wordsworth dropped off another of his works, Lyrical Ballads, which he co-authored with another famous English poet, Samuel Taylor Coleridge. The preface to Lyrical Ballads, which describes the intent of the volume and is another expression of the romantic view, appears in your text as a reading. In contrast to the narrator of Tintern Abbey, the main character of Coleridge's most famous poem, The Rime of the Ancient Mariner, is completely at odds with nature. At the beginning of the poem, the mariner wrings the neck of the albatross that had been a companion to his shipmates, an act that brings with it terrible luck, including a shipwreck and death for all but the mariner. He is redeemed when he blesses the water snakes that surround him, acknowledging them as living beings. Another poet who captures the essence of Romanticism is John Keats, whose life was cut tragically short by tuberculosis. During one short year he wrote most of his greatest odes, poems of exaltation that exhibit deep feeling. Two of Keats' most famous poems, Ode to a Nightingale and Ode on a Grecian Urn, are included as readings in your text, one a contemplation of nature and the other a contemplation of art. The romantic sensibility is also reflected in the popularity of the landscape as an art form. The English painter John Constable focused on the natural beauty of the Stour River Valley surrounding his hometown of East Bergholt in Suffolk. Like Wordsworth, Constable saw nature as the source of truth. See your text for one of the many sketches he drew of the Stour River Valley, as well as a finished painting, The Stour Valley and Dedham Village. Also included in your text is a reproduction of one of Constable's so-called six-footers, oversized canvases that he painted from earlier sketches and drawings, which he called the Haywain. The other great English landscape painter of the day was Joseph Mallard William Turner, who was interested less in the objects of nature than how we perceive them. In his painting, The Upper Falls of the Reichenbach, Turner draws our attention not to the magnificent falls, which are among the highest in the Swiss Alps, but to the mist and light through which we see them. Perhaps the biggest difference between the works of Constable and Turner is scale. We feel at home in the comfortable, familiar, human scale of Constable's landscapes. While Turner's are grand, magnificent, and even forbidding, See, for example, how small the cowherd and his dog appear in the upper falls of the Reichenbach. They are barely visible. Turner leaves out the human element entirely in another of his landscapes shown in your text, the fall of an avalanche in the Grison. The German Romantic painter Caspar David Friedrich uses a scale similar to Turner's in his painting Monk by the Sea. The solitary figure in the painting is dwarfed by the vast expanse of sand and storm that he faces, implying a crisis of faith. In another of his paintings, Wanderer Above the Mists, a lone man with wind-blown hair is positioned directly in front of the viewer on a rocky promontory, 
another expression of doubt. These sentiments are echoed in the writings of German philosopher Immanuel Kant, who argued that the mind is not a passive recipient of information, but is an active agent in the creation of knowledge. His most famous work is Critique of Pure Reason, in which he refuted John Locke's theory of the human mind as a blank slate. He proposed instead that humans have an innate understanding of concepts like space, time, quantity, the relations among things, and quality, and that human knowledge comes from the interaction of these innate qualities with our unique experiences. Across the Atlantic, the American landscape was immortalized by the brush of a young English painter named Thomas Cole. In The Oxbow, a work depicting a famous bend in the Connecticut River in Massachusetts, Cole paints himself into the scene, which contrasts the neatly defined fence rows and sunny fields of the valley with the rugged wilderness. Cole was the most prominent artist in what came to be known as the Hudson River School.